everyone, this is Alejandro Cohen, Executive Director of Dabla Radio. It is my pleasure to introduce a special episode of the Quarantine Tapes, a program that Dabla developed in partnership with Onassis LA. The episode is a conversation between Onassis LA's director, Paul Holden Graber, Dabla's founder, Mark McNeil, Henry Rollins, and me, myself. This conversation represents a turning point for all of us, including you, the listener. Here we look back and discuss topics such as the role of music, media, and even ourselves in a pre- and post-pandemic world. The four of us came together a bit over a year ago without knowing what was about to happen, and this meeting was the catalyst to what went on to become the Quarantine Tapes. So here we are, a year later, looking back and looking forward, trying to make sense of it all, but also knowing that the need for finding meaning is not as important as the process and actions we put ourselves through. In some way, the quarantine tapes is more about the processes than the end result. And I hope this conversation between the four of us supports that journey. Thank you so much for tuning in for the past year and welcoming us into your home through the magic of radio. Let's now tune in to part two of this conversation. Record label that went under your favorite cafe, your favorite you know record store, your favorite, all these cl- things disappear. You know, there's whims and there's just fragile cultural networks. So every moment you which have, need, you got to make the most of it, and which you know, need to be sustained. Uh, yes. To me, it's interesting when I think of, of the the role of radio during the pandemic on, on what what was what's our role, right? And that's uh, and and th- that question keeps coming up, especially in an era that, that since Dublin started, the, how people, how media functions and how, how people consume media continues to evolve and evolve and evolve, mm-hmm. almost now in a six-month cycle. But during the pandemic, you, you see a place like Dublin that provided this stable companionship. You know it's there. And at the beginning, uh, I did a few interviews. I remember speaking to people at Resident Advisor, and they were like, what's you know what's what's the role what steps are you taking and to me part of it was just having the lights on the fact that you would like 
go to Dublin, we're still there. That's a sense of, okay, the world is not falling apart. Mm -hmm. Not and, yet. Um, not yet, exactly. Yeah. And, 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 Churchill and I didn't want to yeah. <laughs> compare it, but, or not to make comparisons, but if someone in the UK would turn on the BBC and there's mm -hmm. dead static, they would freak out. Like, oh my God, this is like, and I think for our little community, which Davlav is in, in our own little universe and institution, uh, uh, I wanted to say, we're going to, be here no matter what, right. you know? Yeah. And, and if they turn on the static, at least it's probably Stockhausen or Zanakis or something like that. Exactly. It's just the noise shows that, that we do. It, exactly. It's a sign of life. I mean, yeah. you can't go to the coffee place and sit and, like, you know, dream anymore. Well, not now. Mm -hmm. We'll get back to it. There's so many things you can't do. And never once during this pandemic on my little radio show did I ever cave. If I ever go, well, you know, it's... I'm like, are you kidding? We got a new album by this one. Listen to this. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to, I mean, there's enough time for that on our own. For two hours, man, we got music. We're going to, we, we're getting through this. Yeah. And like, we got two hours. And the music hours. is going to help us get through it and, as well. And next week, we're, like, we're not stopping the show. Yeah. Like, I, I'm getting records. I just oh, can't okay. go to the record yeah. store. I'm going to the mailbox every day. And I'm Mr. Mailer. <laughs> But um, we're not letting the, the, the ball hit the ground. No way. And next Saturday, we're going to be here lighting it up. So show up. Yeah. And I think it's good for people to have something like that. Like, yeah, man, he's not burying himself. So, And I, I need that. I would look for that in other places. Like there's a podcast I listen to. And like every day that guy's on doing his thing. Like, yeah, man. Keep the light on. Yeah. And it's good to be one of those people with the lantern. And it's, it's an honor. And that's, that someone might depend on you and you, you live to deliver. And you don't even know who that someone right. might I don't be. Need, I don't need the, yeah. the, the attaboy. Yes. Yeah. I just love to be able to know that I'm the guy who loves to hold the lantern up and yeah. fill right. it and keep it lit. Like, I love that job. I love being a service module. Yeah. I totally, I want to bring it. The yeah. rain and sleet smacking your face. And you're well, and that's just the fact that you can be dependent on that someone's just going to go, okay, mm -hmm. it's a radio show. It's not life or death. To, to me, it goes back to what Mark was saying, the creation of a space. That, that is what Dublin is. Mm -hmm. and, and Mark was one of the founders. I've been involved in some capacity uh, in one way or another. I think at the beginning, I was just one of those side characters hanging around, you know, mm -hmm. and then became more involved but I remember from day one uh, just the, the creation of a space and, and um, it's funny that this space was created in a place like LA or in the west because at, when Double Up started in the late 1989 it was kind of the wild west of media mm -hmm. internet radio and, uh, and it's funny that of all places it happened in Los Angeles and, and San Francisco they were the yeah. first ones and uh, but the way that that space was developed uh, had a, a dash of uh, of college radio, yeah. uh, had a, a dash of of uh, um, irreverence, or but a little bit, but it was welcoming. It was a place that was it wasn't Welcome, a, welcoming irreverence. Well, yeah. yeah, but it wasn't. It was uh, self. Uh, it wasn't self righteous, you know. But uh, but to me, also, what I like of Davlab is contextualizes a lot of things. And to me, the importance of quarantine taste, for example, was I love the idea that there's some. Weirdo song that my show is on Wednesdays, right before the quarantine tapes on Wednesdays, and um, 
and I know that the, the last couple of tracks I'm playing on, on Dublab, most likely people that are tuning in from the literary world or, or another world that doesn't normally wouldn't tune into Dublab will probably hear my last but you know, two tracks. But can I tell you, um, because of quarantine, I've been incredibly fortunate. Nearly nobody has turn my invitation down. Everybody has a lot of time. People are willing to do it. It's wonderful. I can't tell you how many writers have recently felt themselves to be cool <laughs> because they are on Dublab, which they didn't know before. And now they, what, what is wonderful, I mean, what I have it's... found so wonderful is that they, they listen to each other. So, you know, Myra Kelman will listen to Joy Harjo, will listen to, you know, yeah. and, and they, they will recommend and they will listen absolutely. So be careful what you play before. They will listen absolutely before and they will They'll write to me and say, what did he play? And I said, how should I know? I don't know. <laughs> what I love about it is that you, you might take Simon Critchley, the philosopher I was talking to you about, who said this is a philosophical moment, and you'll expose him to the dub lab community, which itself, through the quarantine to phase me, and many other, is expanding. That's what I love it's expanding. That is, is that, yeah. It's expanding. It's a, and, and, you know, I always love quoting this line of, of, uh, of um, Napoleon, who said of one of his generals, he knew everything but nothing else. <laughs> and that is what we need yeah. to get away from. <laughs> well, I think, I think you know, the, the ego-free thing is important to say we're not trying to build the biggest thing in the world. We're trying to, to bring the most kind of honesty and passion to it. And I think that you can choose the continuum you build upon. I right. think that none of us are doing anything in a vacuum. Right. Even if we're in isolation, we're not doing it in a vacuum. That's we're all interconnected. And I think that you put. choose you know, where yeah. you're growing. And I think... For us, we had the inspiration of these freeform radio freaks and this idea of like, that's what we wanted. That's the guiding light. You know, right. and I think of your important work and I think of people like Studs Terkel and these people who you can look to and say, all right, those are the beacons, the lamp holders, you know, who I'm going to go to. And if we do that, other people, the positive feedback loop comes into play. Somebody's going to hear it. Start your own thing. Coming back for a moment to, to our adventure and also to the importance of independent radio and independent thinking. Mm -hmm. There's one quotation of um, Alejandro Iñárritu, and, and I just want you to react, each one of you, to this. Beware of the dictatorship of the algorithm. Wait a minute, I said something did. about that out by the pool. You certainly yeah. did. And I thought it was a pretty good line. It was a very good line. The line you said there. I go, no, I can even remember. Okay. So you want to see how close I can get? Yes. I go, the algorithm will never get yeah. you from yeah. like, like Fugazi yeah. to Stockhausen. Um, I'm not sure you chose Stockhausen Bartok? that night. Bartok. Bartok. Or, but the same thing. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. Or Laurie Anderson. I mean, you mentioned yeah. a few yeah, people. Yeah, to, to travel yeah. funk. But so, so a good we'll, DJ will. Yeah. 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 The computer can't. It's just because it's a computer. It doesn't have a pulse. Mm -hmm. And it, Well, and also, even if the, the, the day comes that a computer can do it, you still don't want it to be told by a computer to take no, your I'd phone. Rather take it, I'd rather take yeah. it from you. From, exactly, yeah. from a person. No, I'd rather get yeah. a mixtape from you exactly. than a computer. Yeah. And, and that's the whole point. Yeah, and that, that's, that, you know, the, that's where the humanity comes in. Yeah. Where you want baked goods 
by someone who likes baking, because <laughs> you can taste it. You want a radio show made by someone, like if it's music, mm-hmm. you want a radio show made by a music fanatic, like a total kook. Mm-hmm. Because passionate, passionate to the They extreme. took seven hours to make a 90-minute show. Yeah. I'm a strong believer in positive feedback loops. And if you set something in motion and create an ecosystem that allows for people to explore, then it's exponential. I think as radio programmers, DJs, yeah. etc., you can zoom out and use the algorithm to your advantage. And I think that all of those tools are great research tools, but it takes the filter, the mind who can zoom back there. So I look at every, or hope that anybody connecting to one of my radio shows is coming out and wherever they are, I want to meet them where they are, but also bring them on the journey. It's an encounter. An encounter and say, this is the positive feedback loop. I don't want to give you what the computer might, which is what it thinks you want based on your behavior, I want to open up and expand. And, and an open space, a yeah. commons, which is so important. Absolutely. That, that Absolutely. In, in a sense, yeah. I mean, and here we are in Onassis, LA, uh, Ola, otherwise known, and the tagline for what we do is we are a center for dialogue. Yeah. Obviously, dialogue is a deeply rooted Greek idea, yeah. and I always love bringing it up to today, quoting the, one of the founders of, of Dadaism, who said that thought is made in the mouth. Mm-hmm. So when we speak to each other, hopefully yeah. something happens. How do you react to, to Inyaritu's comment? Uh, well, uh, I don't embrace uh, things that are algor- algorithmic in nature. I tend to uh, believe in, in, uh, uh, in what people have to give me, uh, and I just don't can't, I don't know, maybe it's generational too. I just don't see the point. You know, why would I want to replace things by, by a computer that's going to tell me those things? I really want someone that, you know... So Looks never, at you. Yes, and, and the reality is that behind all those things, they are ultimately made by people, and those people may have interests in mind that you just, you know, don't know about. Maybe they're well hidden, mm-hmm. but for whatever it is, uh, I ultimately, um, behind those algorithms, there are people... And, uh, and yeah. ultimately, I want to hear it directly from those that I, I trust. Yeah. So uh, I am uh, very wary of that. And, mm-hmm. and that's why I still have, a, I believe in, in a place like DubLab and, and work at a place like that because I believe in that human connection. Mm-hmm. To me, uh, focusing on, on, on what, what's next for us, you know, what, how, how do we move on from here? What's, uh, as, as a whole, what, what's the next chapter? Because I do, I... As much as it's nice when you see things opening up, mm. there's a feeling of like, but I like this little <laughs> world. And uh, you know, here's a way to think about it. You know, what's what's the next move? Yeah. You watch. It's going to find you. Mm. You d- don't even have to think about it. It's just going to one day it'll just be sitting right next to you, yeah. like because you're coming from such a good place. We've endured such a real you going thing, through yeah. going through the ringer. Yeah. Whatever the next thing to do is, will occur to you. It will be the right thing, and it will make things good going forward. I wouldn't worry about it because one day it'll just be next That's to your it. next to your pancakes. Exactly. Yeah. And if it's the wrong thing, you learn from it and you shift and pivot and try to you know you it, it, it'll like stay be open. Yeah. Obvious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even if you can't see it now, you go, "Oh yeah, of course." Yeah. I, yeah. I, I think. Yeah. And I, I think uh, the will come out of this homo sapiens Mm -hmm. we will come out of this in so many ways better Mm -hmm. and i'm not trying to at all dismiss 
all the pain and real death yeah. and long-term suffering. But I think, and I'm not saying, oh, we needed this. We, we sure didn't. Mm -hmm. But some good can come of it. Some, human, some beautiful humanitarian moments going forward that might really save this century. Yeah. And I'm not saying, oh, it was worth losing all those people. It wasn't. But if we, you can try to make something good come from it. Yeah. And I think there might, there might be more good than we can imagine sitting here right now. Mm -hmm. yeah. Like if we came back a year from right now, this would be a very different and equally as interesting conversation. And, and in a yeah. year from now, my ambition is to bring everybody who was there on the 7th of March back into this house mm. and bring all my guests from the quarantine tapes together here. That's, that's kind of one ambition and one goal. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you thank so you. much. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> and I didn't even quote to you Anne's block, um, which was going to go like this. The most tragic form of loss isn't the loss of security. It's a loss of the capacity to imagine that things could be different. this show and Dublab's progressive programming, go to dublab.com slash support.